Okay, we are live. Welcome to another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go over live of all the things that you need to know about the Bay Area real estate market, whether it's the news, the data, but also the trends that I'm seeing so that you become a more informed buyer or seller here. Of course, if this is a live show, so if you or anyone you know has any questions, feel free to send me a text below or leave it in the comments and I will be sure to answer it. Let's go over the news of the week. Silicon Valley job market bounces back strongly. Inflation soars, report. Inflation skyrockets in Silicon Valley amid jobs surge. I mean, the reality of the Bay Area is it's very concentrated in tech. And, and not just tech nowadays, it's also biotech, which is massive. Completely underestimated. And I've been saying this for weeks, if not for months now about what is actually happening. Take a look at this. The jobless rate in the multi-county Silicon Valley region <clears throat> was 2.9% at the end of 2021, which was a big improvement from Silicon Valley's 12% unemployment level in April, 2020. I think a lot of that was really service-based industries because for most in tech, we are at full employment. Tech grew its share of employment. And for those, and many of you, look at this. Average income, including wages, salaries, bonuses, and stock options, was 170000 in Silicon Valley. This is for the individual. This is $100,000 above the nationwide amount. The region's total wealth was $1.2 trillion. And so as you can see, like this is a phenomenal time. So if you're working in tech, you may want to potentially expand options. I know every company is hiring like crazy. I know the job market is as strong as it has ever been. Uh, especially those in a high demand area like in tech. So take advantage of this. Um, and you can see like Silicon Valley companies are growing like crazy, especially still in the Bay Area. So it is what it is. Um, you can see why prices keep going and going up and doing very well, regardless of what happens with interest rates, which we will talk about later on at the end of the show. Next, report Amazon exploiting zoning laws to buy up large swaths of land in California's Bay Area. City citing zoning laws designed to preserve blue-collar jobs in a market in which housing and office space have typically generated higher revenues. A media report says Amazon expanding its hold on real estate in California's Bay Area. They will invest in over $350 million to add 100,000 new jobs. So what's interesting about this, and this is happening across, this is not just an Amazon play, but this is happening across most of the big tech companies. Now, Amazon specifically, because they have a, a need for a big hub, for like delivery. So their use case is going to be a lot different than a majority of big tech players because they don't actually need that kind of infrastructure. But either way, these companies are still making their moves in these uh, logist good areas for logistics reasons. We also see data center plays happening you know, across the board where there are areas, industrial complexes that are able to get enough power for it. That's obviously a lot harder than it is for these kind of warehouse space. But as we have a lot more online deliveries, um, this is going to be continuing to happen. And this is like, in a sense, a laggard. Well, don't, don't be surprised that we see a lot of uh, previous use cases of, of land being reused and repurposed depending on what options are available uh, for that area. So interesting to see, but we're gonna see this happening across the board, whether it's data center space, industrial warehouses, conversion of office space. Take a look at this. Who here remembers this mall, Tanferin Mall in San Bruno? This one has been, um, I think, empty for a long time. But generally, when you see malls being empty, they're being empty also because 
those landlords are not trying to re uh, find new tenants for this space. They actually probably could have gotten new tenants is the truth of the matter, but they saw opportunities where, Hey, look, this can be repurposed and reused. And so now it's got, it got bought recently by Alexandra real estate. If you think about Alexandra real estate, they're the builders that built that beautiful uh, new life science building right next to one one I think it's by Redwood city or so. Maybe it's a little bit more North, but that beautiful one it has been constructed for so long time. It's all glass, and that's a that's a massive biotech uh, lab site. And so, look at this case. They're going to develop one million square foot of office space here, and at least a thousand homes. That's going to be interesting, right? This could be a, a very interesting development here. South San Francisco has some developments. The question is, are these actually? They're most likely going to be condos um, because they are allowed to build more dense there. But it'll be interesting to see how things play out there. Because if it's what I think it would be, San Bruno is not a very big city. And so you have a thousand homes there. You have a million square foot of office space. And keep in mind, this is biotech. Biotech does not have the same kind of flexibility that uh, others in tech have. Like they have lab equipment. They need to be there. Uh, there, there may be proprietary information that can't, um, that's going to be having to be very careful about. So the use case of these is very different than other types of office space. And so on one end, while the retail side has not done well, you can see certainly biotech and housing has done extremely well, especially in the peninsula. Hence why this is still happening. Construction resumes on a huge tech campus in downtown San Jose. What is this tech campus? Who knows what the answer to this is? The big tech campus is ultimately going to be next to Google Village, but I don't think this is actually Google Village. I think this is a different property. I think this is just office space. So they're, they're thrilled to re recommence construction platform 16 uh, and two years suspension triggered by a shutdown. I don't think this is actually even Google Village. This isn't Google Village. It's a place next to Google Village. And so that's the thing that I brought up before, right? As Google Village actually progresses and it becomes more and more successful, then we're going to be seeing situations like this where other developers and other housing will go around it. Because at the end of the day, if Google's going to be spending all this money and efforts, you bet the competing tech companies that want to take Google talent will be right around the corner. And so this may be a lot larger than people may think. So quick tip, if you're anywhere in that corridor between Mountain View and San, San Jose, you see what is already happening. So small insights. Hopefully that gives you a, a little bit of an edge. Next, California office sales report. Bay Area sales activity on a roll. LA and San Francisco slowly returning. So I've been telling this over and over again. The Bay Area in the sense of Silicon Valley side of the Bay Area, so which is more around that Mountain View, Peninsula, San Jose, uh, Santa Clara County area, have continued to do very well. You see all these construction happening for a reason. You see all these transactions happening. Eight of the 10 largest 2021 20, California office transactions closed in the Bay Area. Clearly, there's big time money flowing into the Bay Area when it comes to these sites. Um, and for a reason, it's they still see it as a really big opportunity of people valuing office space. Now, it's not all the Bay Area. I guess not San Francisco. San Francisco is slowly returning. Very different dynamics in San Francisco. They build a lot more. They can build a lot higher. So the density is completely different. 
But uh, overall, they're all trending in the right direction. But there is a very big difference between um, uh, between the areas. Because take a look at this. Meanwhile, the average price for office. No, this is the wrong one. Sorry. Uh, where was the Sacramento one? At the same time, the comparatively smaller office markets of Sacramento Inland Empire has entirely different experience in 2021. Sacramento office market record decreases in all three metrics analyzed, closing in decline uh, month over month, or sorry, year over year. So you can see just the level of activity, right? Very different dynamics of what's going on. And this is also a somewhat of a good estimate. Average price per square feet. You can see Bay Area is 505 which is the second highest, San Francisco continues to be the highest. So while San Francisco has not moved as much, the fact is there is a lot of room for it to potentially go down or, quite frankly, the reverse way for the Bay Area to go up. And that's why you also see a lot of construction happening because if the average price per sale is 505, then developers may say, look, if I can build at three, 400 per square feet and depending on the cost of the land and what kind of density I have, it may be very, very attractive. Michael, thank you so much for tuning in. Where do you think average single family prices will be end of year in the East Bay? So the East Bay is very big. Um, and, you know, what happens is this. East Bay is the most affordable, one of the more affordable places in the Bay Area. Right? If you think about it, you have, San, you have San, San Mateo County, which is typically the highest. Then you have San Francisco and Santa Clara County, which are fairly similar price ranges. And then you have people moving to the East Bay. So East Bay, um, you fundamentally get a lot more home for your money. You may be spending the same amount of money. You just get more, more home. And you may get newer homes because there's a lot more newer construction and things like that. It really depends on the return to office, right? If the return to office is fairly soon, people will start to experience that again, which is traffic. And traffic uh, can be horrendous, especially as people return back now. Um, after so long, because if you think about these office spaces, they've been expanding and growing like crazy. They just haven't been open yet. But some of them have been open. Like I drove by uh, NVIDIA yesterday in Santa Clara. I think they're pretty open now. I drove by many places in Google. A lot of campuses, their parking lots are pretty full. Uh, never mind South San Francisco. Biotech is definitely very full. So the question is, when is our return to the office play come into play? Um, because that will impact how people view of the East Bay. Um, however, at the moment, it's still an extremely strong market. Like I'm talking about one of the strongest markets right now. Uh, I'm going to give you a quick peek of this. And this is why I'm going to make this comment. So Alameda County, take a look at this. This is Alameda County for single family homes over the last year. You can take a look. The price increase right now, February, almost through February, the month over month has been a big increase. Now, that's also relative to the previous sold. If you look at what has sold in the last year, we're about the same level. But that, this has been a very big increase and a very big jump, right? And because it's been a very big jump, like we're seeing tremendous increases across the board. Like I had clients bid in Hayward, Fremont, Tri-Valley, um, Union City, uh, and all of those are actually going about a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand above what the most favorable and aggressive comparable was, right? I'm not talking about list price. That's that's garbage. List price is not a, a, are in our control. But what others have sold for, in relative to that, we're seeing that gap, and that's happening right now as we speak. 
So it's been very difficult for a lot of people to absorb that. Um, so it's tough. It's it's tough to say. But right now, it's very aggressive. I suspect we will continue to see these inclines. Keep in mind, these February figures are homes that have sold in January. A lot of the things that I just mentioned are happening in the last few weeks. So we're gonna we're gonna probably gonna see a record high at the moment for East Bay. And the question is, when does return to work come back to play? How bad does traffic get? But in general, the consensus across the U.S. is about a, a seven to eight percent increase through the end of the year. That's in the U.S. But the re, in my opinion, in the Bay Area, which we are a laggard because people are coming back to the Bay Area in droves, and they're going to be required to be close to the office. I think we're going to see another very very strong year. My my bet is probably, you know, last year it was much more than that. Um, but my guess is probably the low double digits. I think that's the case. And if you're actively a buyer in this market, you're probably seeing that yourself. And this is this obviously will have a lot of factors, return to office and how quickly interest rates rise. And does that actually impact anything? Because you can see we are at peak employment. So people are getting massive job raises, massive incomes. Um, so that's not really changing. And I don't see that. I don't see that changing anytime soon. So that's what I see from a data perspective. That's also what I see from clients making offers and what's actually happening. Blue Grown Life, thanks for tuning in. I bet Q4 2022 will, will be lots of return to office. I don't think it'll be that long. I mean, like now we have no mass restrictions indoors, except good old Santa Clara County that thinks they know more than the rest of the country some, for some reason. Um, but we'll see, right? We'll see how, is there another variant that comes by? How do people feel? I don't know the answer to that, but it seems like, you know, Omicron is disappearing quickly, like very quickly. Um, and we've seen that, you know, if you look at what happened with South Africa, you can see how quickly that they ran through it. We're going through that same thing right now. It's been a massive decline. And hence why we have even as conservative as the Bay Area has been, which is some of the most conservative when it comes to these uh, health restrictions. Uh, even they have opened up internally for no mass indoors. And that's, you know, we're the last to do anything when it comes to these things these days. So that's what it seems like. All right, next. Los Gatos Retail Center anchored by big grocery stores, bought veteran Bay Area developer buys Los Gatos Shopping Center. So what are they going to do? They bought this place for $33 million on Knob Hill Foods. Oh, I think I've, okay, I know this. Yeah, so I know this place in Los Gatos. El Gato Village. So... Looks like they'll probably redevelop this space um, like anything else. We'll see what they do. Probably be some sort of mixed use space uh, is my guess, because I don't think uh, the cash flows of Knob Hill <laughs> necessarily warrant this. But who knows? They can they can do lots of different uh, projects. The last thing I want to bring up related to the Bay Area market is the Bay Area's most majestic land at the center of few gets a $32 million price cut. So you're going to see this happening, right? So. This is why it's also so difficult for uh, land to be developed. This is a, a, a plot of land that got a $32 million price cut, but it has incredible views. Now the price is now, I think it's 60 something million. It's now, let's say at 63 million. It has the ability to build a 43 lot subdivision of single family homes. But let's do the math of that, right? And this is, this is why it's so hard to, for a developer to build depending on density, but also depending on just pure cost, right? For now, if you're building on a, on a piece of land that's going to be on the hill, you're probably looking at at least 400 per square foot, at least at this kind of volume. I think you're probably looking at 400 per square feet. 
And I think that's going to be fairly conservative. But if you're doing the cost of land, if you think about it, let's do some quick math, right? 63 million, you build 43 lots. That's equivalent to $1.46 million per lot. That's just for the land itself. Uh, if you want to build, uh, let's say, 2,000 square foot, which is pretty modest for a brand new construction, you're looking at 800,000. So you're all in already at around 2.2, 2.3 million. Doesn't, doesn't cover any of the cost of capital, doesn't cover any of the time. So for a developer to do that, the house will then need to sell for at least three to, I would say three and a half million plus for them to go through that risk and go through that effort. And the question is, does that area warrant that? As you can see, it's been through many price cuts. Initially it was a 110 million. So that means the houses would have been over like 5 million almost. And they got reduced to 95 and now it's reduced to 63. There will be a time where a developer says, look, this makes sense. I think we can get it for, we can resell for X price. The house that we're going to build is 2,000, 3,000 per square, 3,000 square feet. Um, so there'll be a time that it will work. Um, but that's the fine balance, right? Because the person that owns it may say, look, I think we're already giving a lot away. And mentally, they've already made a reduction of you know 40%. So that's part of the reason, right? Why it's so hard to build. A lot of the land, especially in the, in the core Bay Area, are owned by other people. And when they know the value of the land, hence, if you look at what's happening with single family homes, people realize it's... Uh, it's it's more valuable. So why should I sell at the same price as before, especially these larger projects? The one thing I do want to bring up is this. Uh, it's about interest rates. If you have not uh, known or followed along, this is a very important factor for those that are on the fence. Interest rates can and have risen very quickly in a short amount of time, right? Take a look at this. Look at this chart. If you talked to me two months ago, Rates were probably at the um, lower half of threes, 3.2, things like that, right? But if you look at what it is now, we're at 4.2% for a 30-year fix for conforming. And look how quickly it has risen. This is uh, 1% in two months, right? Initially, the projections were 4% by the end of this year. And now we're going through these like incredible increases of rates. Now, it doesn't, it shouldn't alarm you to be, oh, I'm so scared. I should just give up and being paying rent. And my rent is now 15% above uh, you know, what it was previously. That doesn't make any sense either. But it's important to understand as time goes on, you will be paying a higher amount. So unless home prices can decline at, at that same amount of how much you would usually have paid at a 3.25% rate, you're going to have, uh, it's going to be worse off for you is the fact right now this is for conforming now conforming in the bay area is higher so make no mistake you can buy up to like nine hundred eighty thousand. you're going to be fine there uh so it's not this five hundred thousand because this is for the other this is for other areas but take a look 4.2 percent for a 30-year fix for a conforming take a look at what it is for a jumbo though a jumbo is 3.7 percent so interesting enough jumbo loans actually are much less contrary to a lot of people's um stigma or a bias is actually much less than a conforming uh, amount. I know a lot of people in the past say, I want to get to this conforming amount because interest rates are lower. That's not the case. You're actually going to get a much, much better rate with a jumbo loan these days. So keep that in mind. Now, the other thing to be mindful of is as we have interest rates like this, these are 30-year fixed rates. As 30-year fixed rates um, continue to go up, 
What happens is this other other option, which is called adjustable rate mortgages, ARMS, which means you can lock it in for five year or seven year, and then it will stay at that amount. That spread is actually very interesting. I think now an ARM rate might be in the high twos. So if you don't plan to live in the home like forever, it's not forever home, and you plan to use it as a trade-up, which a lot of people are doing, you may elect to go with an ARM product, which is still in the twos right now. Right. So that's not an unreasonable option. A lot of people could choose to do that. And then after the year five or year seven, depending on the term that you have, then it will adjust uh, according to an index. And so that's a very viable option because in the past, it was almost a no brainer to go 30 year fixed because the spread was also a lot thinner. Not only 30 year fixed was low, but the spread was very tight. Now, as the spread is now oh, maybe over a percent then people may actually go and it may make sense to go with an adjustable rate mortgage. Um, now, these are, make no mistake, these are not the same adjustable rate mortgages back in uh, the recession. These are still five-year, seven-year fixed, and it'll be locked up, and then it gets adjusted at that point uh, once a year. So it is a viable option, but it's something to be mindful of now that interest rates have changed. So just something to be, um, just to know your options so you know what's, uh, what you can use. All right, let's talk about the data itself. Um, San Mateo County, 175 new listings this week, 147 continued pending. We do see prices increase. This is not unusual, especially if you compare it to the low of the winter time. So we should see still price continue to increase as people continue to return back to great areas like San Mateo County. You can see condos itself and townhomes have also increased. So be mindful of that. Number of new listings wise, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say this every week because some people tune in every week and I appreciate that. Others that don't tune in every week, you want to share this with them so they can see for themselves. People ask me all the time, I just want to wait till spring because spring all of a sudden will have X amount of more listings. Take a look at the state of the springtime of last year, right? 223 would be kind of peak. Usually it's about 200. But we are at the levels that are already similar to that which so you know what is that 20 percent? that's only 10 percent more homes so the idea and the objective for yourself right now as you look every week is you want to see at least four qualified homes that would be within your budget a week because that means in the springtime if you're still unfortunately looking in the springtime you're only going to see maybe one extra home a week you're not going to see double the amount of homes share this with everybody because everybody needs to know this this is the reality we have tons of options 175 new homes this week. And take a look at the other counties. Right? This is not just Santa Clara or San Mateo. Look at Santa Clara, 489 homes this week. Take a look at what it was in the peak time of last year. Peak time, you look at 600. So that's what, 120 something. So that's like 20%. So 20% more homes a week. Right. So the reality is a lot of people need to understand this is not an inventory shortage. This is a realistic. Are you looking in the right areas? Are you looking at homes that will sell for under your budget? Are you are you understanding where to actively look? Because there is no shortage of homes. This clearly tells you that now prices have clearly gone up. Unfortunately, has very evidently gone up and it will go up even more. Um, once you make an offer, you will see. And it's about level setting expectations, right? Like that's a difficult thing for all of my buyers right now in this market. 
it is doable. It's, I mean, there's all these transactions are still happening with or without you is the fact. Now, does it make, does it say like people are just crazy and they're doing whatever they want to do? Yeah, I can't disagree. There's some that are going to be like that. At the same time, you also have to have realistic expectations. If your budget is X, you need to look at where it has sold for much under that in the last few months as the prices are increasing very evidently. If not, maybe choose a different asset class, right? Choose like, you know, you look at the ones on the bottom here, condos and townhomes. Condos and townhomes are not as bad. They are still increasing. They have done very well, but they're not as uh, competitive as single family. So it might be okay to settle down in a property like that for now, or look in other areas, right? Look in, uh, if you're looking in Santa Clara County, start looking in the East Bay, right? Start looking in Fremont, Newark, Union City. It's a lower price point there if you're getting priced out. If you're looking in San Mateo County, look in the Santa Clara County. All right, look in San Francisco, look in cheaper areas that you have not considered before, or you're going to have to change the type of house that you're looking at, which is a condo or townhome, which will be less competitive. Same thing, right? So you see this happening across every county. There's more new listings than before, much more, 429 new listings. You can see prices continue to rise. Condos and townhomes, though, in Alameda County have been relatively flat. So as you can see, you have options. You don't have to give up to be a, a renter again, right? Uh, that's, uh, you know, rental prices have certainly increased a lot. You have a lot of options, but it's important to know what your options are. So that kind of, that wraps up what we have going on um, with the Bay Area real estate market. Of course, if you have any questions, please reach out to me at any time, 408-547-4590. Tushar, great to see you here. Greatly appreciate all of your support. And it is doable. So to conclude, if you're a buyer in this market, we definitely need a chat. There have There is a lot of options on the market, but you do have to know where to focus on. And you need to have that search right from the very beginning because you don't want to get tricked by how people list a home and how it's uh, it was never anywhere close to that. So you have to have realistic expectations right from the beginning and to be more flexible than ever before. That's the truth in this market. As a seller, I mean, take a look at this, right? I have a listing on the market right now in Dublin. Check it out uh, at Perugia Street in Dublin. It's a two bed, two and a half bath condo. We have open house this weekend. We have, I think over like 3000 views on the online portal websites on Redfin and Zillow. So on the seller side, it's been very favorable. Like you have all the leverage that you can possibly get right now, whether it's you want your specific terms, whether you want lots of buyers, whether you want record prices, it is very possible. So if you're thinking about even leaving of the area or to sell your house to maybe buy other investment properties, this is arguably one of the best times ever to do so. So hopefully that helps. I'll see you at the next one. Bye now.